Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the official Eeyore of this podcast. Thanks for noticing. I'm here, Alex. And we need a little Britain sitting in his mittens, hanging with his kittens, with his two friends sitting, and we're gonna make the podcast. Nothing rhymes with podcast. Need a little Britain now. Here come the sequels. Let's take before a live studio audience. Take off your shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Britain. And so it begins. And so it begins. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Merry Christmas. I believe this is coming out, I uh, believe, the day after Christmas. Correct. Um, so happy Boxing Day. Hope you all had a wonderful sure. holiday. Um, yeah, we're all here together. Um, it's been a bit of a night. Alex got in the, into the eggnog. Oh. Yep, I'm just, I'm just firing on all cylinders right now <laughs> for, for this movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're happy to, happy to have you all here. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Um, what movie are we talking about today, guys? We're, we're talking about the Santa Claus 3. The Escape, the escape Clause. Escape Clause. <laughs> Santa Claus Tyler, 3. I'm Tyler. very excited to talk about this film. Fatality. T- Tyler, I'm sensing... It's 1043 at night as we record this. I'm, I'm, sens- I'm sensing a little, you know... A certain tone. Are you not excited to talk about this film? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jokes are best when they're explained. Correct. <laughs> no, guys. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I just want to go ahead and let the audience in. Uh, look a little peek behind the curtain. Eek! Um, we all watched this film together uh, a little bit before we started the podcast. We talked over it a lot. So we... You know, uh, we're, we don't remember it probably as clearly as we usually remember the movie. And I think I was the one who paid the most attention, which uh, is yeah, I'm gonna uh, miss that. which which does mean that I will have to be the one who has to provide the most information about this movie as we discuss it. Normally, that would be me, but Correct. I didn't care. Mm. Anyways, the Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause, directed by Michael Lambeck, who I believe directed the second one. Yes, he did. I believe um, he also directed uh, The Tooth Fairy with Dwayne Johnson. Just correct. A little bit of trivia A little, little context there. <laughs> that way we know what we're dealing with. Uh, from 2006, it has a 17% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes wow. and a 39% audience score. 17% critic score higher than Cats. That's I don't think so. I thought Cats had Last a 16. Last I saw, Cats was 16 I will check right now. All right. This is uh, the continued segment of breaking updates about the Cats review score. Cat check! Uh, <laughs> with Alex. Let's see, where are we at? It's at a 19%. Oh, oh okay, all right. A little intrigue, Climb a little competition. the ladder. Mm-hmm. Now, we're just all making mistakes. We sure are. Now, guys, <laughs> uh, who is your favorite cat? Buster Jones, Teaser. Mungo Jerry. I'm going to pretend like I know any of these names. <laughs> okay, well, they're all tattooed across your clavicle, so. <laughs> you know. Well, how did they get there? <laughs> I right, assume those right, this... You're getting ahead of. Our, we, we are going to talk about cats on the New Year's special. That's not, yeah. that's not what we're here for. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> if you say that, it might come true. And, uh, you know, if we do, uh, it means we get another week of not talking about James Bond. It's, co- so, it's oh, called true. the Cat's Claws. Oh, the that's clause. cute. 
Anyway, Tyler, like... what is your best thing and your worst thing about what did we want? The Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Thank Correct. you. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to need that kind of help for the whole episode. Oh, don't worry, buddy. I got you. Because at Christmas, we all have each other. You guys, listen. In 1942, the world was at war. And That's accurate. A, a poor man, a poor church organist... Not that kind of organist, Alex. Come on, head out of the gutter. He <laughs> like a black black market like sort of thing. Is that exactly. <laughs> and he thought this organ only has enough air in it to play one song. And then he tried to play one song, but that organ had enough air. Yeah. So my worst thing about Santa Claus Three is I think the. Uh... Just incredible creepiness of the entire movie. Yeah, I agree. It's a it is a creepy movie. It's very weird. Martin Short is very weird. Um, Tim Allen's very weird, the as Easter, per usual. The Easter Bunny. Martin Easter Short Bunny. is doing his best job playing the Joel Schumacher Batman villain he really wants to be. Yes, sure. um, and that's but not also just, not just because he's ice themed. Yeah, but also he's interacting with children, and yeah, it's just it's they warm his heart. Yes, one does. I'm uncomfortable. No, that's a bad. That's a bad, bad one. <laughs> a bad part they did. Yes, correct. And yeah, it's it's yeah, I I don't like it. Um, I don't know if I have a best thing. Probably the fact that like they did manage to get the entire cast back, so it doesn't completely l- yeah. lose all. I don't know. It, it doesn't completely feel like a TV movie, made for TV movie. Mm. Um, it doesn't, they didn't have to like recast Tim Allen or anything to get him to come back. Uh, although we do lose uh, David Krumholtz, which I which, was very upset by yeah, when, I, really. which, when I learned this. As I as I, I thought about this, so so in the previous movie, right, we lost uh, Judy. She just disappeared yeah. from from the first movie, um, and it does raise an interesting question: How would you know when elves are are close to death? Uh, well, the thing about elves is their age yeah. is not you know they're they're not getting older they're just right they're sort getting, of... yeah well elves can either die in battle or be slain in battle or they can die of a broken heart true that's that's part of it so we can only assume that Judy who does speak that she's um, seeing someone in rapping mm-hmm. in the first movie mm-hmm. clearly things didn't work out she died of a broken heart Bernard I'm going to assume was slain in well battle. that seems very sexist to me Brendan I mean I. I, I just feel... You know, you I know just, what, you're right, actually. I just feel like... Maybe she moved to Earth. Maybe she chose a mortal life. That's possible. Like her sister Arwen. You're saying Bernard can't choose a mortal life? I'm saying Bernard... Maybe he did and then he died in battle. <laughs> why, why does he have to be dead if he chose a mortal life? Because mortals die. But, like... I just, I, five but years. What I'm saying is... <laughs> I don't know... <laughs> Brent, what is your best and worst thing? My best thing about this movie is Alan Arkin. Okay. I think he was genuinely very funny because he was either going, okay, I'm going to try to do the movie, or there's a shot in this movie where they just kind of pan across every... <laughs> while, uh, uh, what's the little kid's name, Alex? I don't know. It's Lucy. Lucy, thank you. Yes. Is hugging Jack Frost, and he's making horrible faces, and his mm-hmm. suit is cracking. Mm-hmm. It pans across all these people, and Alan Arkin has this amazing look, like this this rictus on his face. It's so funny, and so I think he was. I, I don't know. I just gen, gen, generally enjoy Alan yeah. Arkin. Um, also, my other best thing, Elizabeth Mitchell. Come on, 
And uh, my worst thing is, yeah, I mean, it's freaking creepy, dude. <laughs> it's a creepy movie. The make, like, I didn't think Tim Allen looked creepy in the previous movies. I thought in this time his face looked a lot redder somehow, yeah. more gin blossomy. That was uncomfortable. I mean, it did sort of feel like the the actual like makeup effects were, yeah, sort of not as I don't know thorough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of j- felt like they were just yeah. like, eh. we got the old mold, just pop it on your head. Yeah, Jack Frost looks creepy when he was being Santa. Um, I felt that the uh, Easter Bunny was horrible. <laughs> and he I mean, hopped. he was—he wasn't previous. He also hopped at film. one point, which nobody wanted or needed that. <laughs> um, and then the Tooth Fairy's weird, and it's just—it's a—it's a, ju- like and like you said, there's a lot of stuff in this movie where kids are around for, it. and there's nothing like overtly sexual except for Anne Margaret, <laughs> who is in this movie and says lines thusly. Maybe we shouldn't have come. Oh, I love a good elf. Or whatever she says. She says a lot of, like... And Margaret has this very breathy, sexual sort of component to everything that she says. Um, Alex does a way better impression of it than I do. Um, <laughs> okay, hold on. But... Not, not to... I know I'm interrupting everyone. No, no. Uh, everyone really wants to hear Alex's impression of Anne Margaret. Why are you doing um, this to me? However, I, I would just want to point out, because we were talking about the makeup, and it just made... Yeah. I, I realized I should check on this. The the budget for the Santa Claus two was uh, sixty five million. Oh, that's the number of years since the dinosaurs. Yes, the budget for Santa Claus three was twelve million. Oh wow! <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. I guess they realized like guys, let's just strip it down. You know, let's just tell like a basic story. Let's make it this is a story about. Let's people. make it like Twilight. You know, story, yeah, thank like you. A real, you know, we're going for that kind of of hit. I don't think this movie was what out if before Christmas Twilight was in a Christmas movie. You know. Hmm. Alex, what are your best and worst things about the Santa Claus Three? Um, I best thing I woo. I'm, I'm having to really stretch it here. I like the mild attempt to wrap this around as a trilogy to mm. the the time travel element to go back to the first scene, right? Even right. though we repeatedly see the original Santa getting killed off, <laughs> which is like you're already. You're digging yourself further down that grave. Um, it's just bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. But the, the it, it is a little. I don't know. I, I saw that and I thought, oh, this is where the Russo brothers got the idea. Oh yeah, this is to, this is totally yeah. They're they're ripping off this movie. Yeah, Endgame game. was inspired by Santa Claus Three. Uh, I've said it, and I'm not on Twitter, so I don't mind that I said it. <laughs> I'm, I I don't know this this movie's bad. I don't I didn't like hardly anything about it. I really did not receive very much of it because I was just busy with my friends, and that's what the holidays are about, guys. In 1942, what's your uh, worst thing? Um, I think it might just be how checked out Tim Allen is. He does he does feel, absolutely. and I don't know if that's just they give him absolutely nothing to work with or or what. He isn't in this movie as much as he was in the previous. No, movie. he's almost a side character in a way. Not really. Like Martin Short, it feels like he's given yeah much of the work, um, and he's not very good in the movie. I, I'm sure he had a ton of fun making it, but Martin Short or Tim Allen, Martin Short is very. Yeah, I mean, there were moments that I thought, okay, he can sell that because he's Martin Short, and like he his his style of acting is very broad. So like I get that, you know, I think he can be fun, but yeah. Um. Do you, uh, I, I feel like though, they show some, at the end of the movie, um, we all, thank goodness we're all able to wipe our tears away, 
we were all so moved by the end of this this journey we've all been on. We wiped the tears away, and then they started rolling those bloops. I thought the bloopers were actually kind of like charming because he seemed like kind of fun. Yeah, full disclosure, I walked out of the room at this point because I was like, my my duty's been fulfilled. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, there was nothing in it like hysterical. It's not like in Pixar where they write in the bloopers and Mm -hmm. stuff, and it's very funny. But like, you know, he's laughing on set and laughing with the other actors. I was like, oh, that's kind of charming. You know, I feel like he was more charming in that than he was in the movie. Yeah, he had, he actually had some energy. Yeah, yeah, and he was like again, he seemed to be having fun with the other actors. And... Yeah, no, by he you're talking about Daniel Day Lewis, right? Yes, Daniel Day Lewis is Tim Allen in the Santa Claus Three. <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, so what is the plot of this movie? I'm trying to remember. So, so Mrs. Claus is is so is the pregnant. plot of the movie is that uh, the the director and or writers decided wouldn't it be fun. All right. If uh, Santa Claus picture after this. after you picture this, if Santa Claus after being replaced in the last movie and then him having to retake no- the North Pole from uh, sort of the fake Santa Claus uh, got replaced in this movie and then they had he had to retake the North Pole from the fake Santa Claus. I thought that would be a good kind of original. It's almost like take. there's not a whole lot you can do with this premise. Sure. Um, I don't know why you would think that. I mean, I think it's it's a great uh, sort of direction, creative direction to take this, uh, and they. They realize they're like, okay, we can do this. We can have here's a kind of a fun idea. Uh, what if, what if the North Pole was sort of a uh, crazy, sort of over-commercialized, uh, you know, insane Disney World type thing? And and that's what that's what the plot is. That Jack Frost turns it into this big, like, much in the same way that uh, the the toy Santa from Santa Claus Two wanted to turn it into a slave labor camp. In <laughs> um, this one, uh, we're kind of swinging the opposite direction. We want to turn it into a sort of just glossy, uh, shallow, meaningless corporate, uh, you know. I'm honestly a theme park, basically, but like less fun than that. Which is to say, um, a movie. Am I right? Oh, getting into the discourse, trenchant. <laughs> and so uh, they they decide that this would be a fun idea. And so they have they have Santa come in and. And and then they realized uh, they could only really squeeze about squeeze out about uh, twenty five minutes of screen time from uh, Santa going back uh, into <laughs> for, the future. for the the plot of the movie for, for yeah. Santa going back into the uh, you know to to take this out. So then they just wrote the rest of the movie, um, which is an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On Disney Plus. <laughs> well, it's it's the weird thing because I remember in the second movie being super happy that they didn't take the easy obvious yeah. route of. Oh, Tim Allen's tired of being Santa Claus, and the arc is about him wanting to quit. And then the, in the next movie, they're like, "Oh, the arc is about him wanting to quit and deciding not to." Yes, but and I, I was very unhappy. At least in this, his motivation is not so much "I hate this." It's just like he's so overwhelmed by all these pressures of life and family, and you know, snow. I think. Yeah, it's cold. Man, all his elves are addicted to cocoa. <laughs> um, there's a lot of scenes of Martin Short making some sort of uh, mind altering hot chocolate, or was it like a sleep? I thing? believe it's hard drugs. Okay, <laughs> Co- cocoa phetamine. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Why didn't I just say coke? Why didn't I just say? But coke? that's a better way. I like that you thought about it. Okay. I like that you put a little. More. I do I have do. a question. Oh, no, I know. Okay. I, I know this, this is, is new. I, yeah, curiosity. I know, I know this is a kids' movie, so we're not supposed to think about any of this too hard. So, so like the rest of the movie is about Mrs. Claus being pregnant, and she's like, "I want to spend time with the family, and I want to make sure that yes. Santa Claus is there when the child is born." Right. 
I feel like there's a whole lot of ways to handle this without Santa Claus being so stressed. Sure. Like, in, instead of bringing along the family and this whole ruse about, like, oh, the North Pole is actually Canada. Which yes. is... Which just, is kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's, kind of funny it's, it's, it's funny in a super bizarre yes. way. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, it's funny lot... in a very, like, yeah, they're really just, like, not, they're just... Yeah, they yeah. don't care. Yeah. Well, it's a di- it's, I think it's a different group of screenwriters from the second movie. I mean, Cin- Wither Cinco Paul. That's my question. <laughs> Release the Cinco Paul kit. That's my <laughs> It's, like, five hours long. Um, but why, why don't they just, like, send Mrs. Claus back home to visit her family? Sure. And then, like, Santa Claus, they can literally be like, oh, hey, the baby's coming. And then he can, because he's Santa. Yeah, he has magic. He, he travels fast. Yeah. That's kind of a thing. Well, yeah, but down there, they're just going to give her a bunch of, like, mar- like marital I'm going to say marital aids. Give her a bunch of, like, <laughs> prenatal vitamins. That's a very different movie. It's a very different movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a Santa Claus one. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he, guys, he, he, no, I'm not going to go there. It, um, it is surreal seeing Tim Allen from the first Santa yes. Claus. The fact that they reuse that footage, yeah. it's but he also bizarre. He's aged pretty well yeah. from '94 to 2006. Oh, no, no, he has. I'm just remembering the type of humor that he was doing. Yes. In the first right, movie. that's true. That's, that's very true. That's the reason why it bothered me. It so is much. weird. It is weird. Hey, fun fact, guys. Um, if you look up Cinco Paul and go to his, uh, who if if you did not listen to our last podcast and haven't been keeping up with the saga here, um, Cinco Paul you to this episode was a, a, a co-writer on the last movie. Um, Apparently he so I don't really understand this exactly because I I don't believe uh, this other guy was a writer on Santa Claus Three but um, Cinco Paul's Wikipedia page specifically also links him with another guy so the Wikipedia page is Cinco Paul and Ken Dario Dario and uh, it's just got like two bios for both of these guys interesting and it's very weird Ken Dario. Hello, it's me, Kendario. I'm I'm uh, Daenerys's new buddy. I hang out here in Marine, and I'm. This joke isn't going anywhere. I'm Game of Thrones is like still in season five, right? I believe so. Okay, and everybody still loves it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I can't wait for the twelve episode final season. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that season eight was good. Uh, so yeah, guys. Uh, so what else do we want to talk about with Santa Claus Three? I don't want to hear what you have to say, Alex. Um, it was fine. Let's continue. <laughs> it was fine. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about the movie. Like it, this is like one of the most well, forgettable, boring movies we've watched. We were also again, we were all watching it together, laughing up a storm, goofing, eating cookies. Well, much like the Santa Claus Three, we do have to pad this run time out for another hour. And there were other people so... there too. We watched it with our studio audience. We had a whole big viewing party. <laughs> um. And one of them ate a cookie. <laughs> Alex Prime was in the audience. This is going so well. And then another member of the studio audience attempted to hang herself. <laughs> I'm being signaled from off camera. Anywho, um, I, I, I was very, very worried like 15 minutes in when we still didn't have a story. Yep. And there was there was no like thrust to to the plot, as opposed to like I think the reason we liked the second one quite a bit, or at least relatively speaking, was because they established like oh he needs to get married, and then the movie is about him trying to find a wife. That's it. It's fairly simple and straightforward. And then this one is just like oh I guess he's kind of unhappy maybe about being Santa Claus, and then Martin Short comes in. It feels like two very different movies. It does. 
Um, and I guess you could argue that about the second one as well, but I just felt like that was a bit more... The plot threads connected. The plot threads connected better. The second one also feels like more effort was put into it. Which, budget-wise, apparently so. (laughs) But also, like, creatively. I mean, and the second one is not a masterpiece of cinema, but, like, it's a fun movie that I But you are admitting it is cinema. (laughs) It is cinema. And, you know, it's characters exchanging ideas to get, uh, you know, thematic ideas, you Mm. know. um, Much like in other movies where characters say, What? What? What do you mean, what? What I said. What did you say? You heard what I said. I heard sure. what you said. Sure. You heard what me said. What? You? Hey, whoa. Um, but, I, but I feel like the second one, though, is there's some intention behind it, and there's also a sense of let's let's follow from that first movie, and let's kind of... The first one maybe wasn't as fun as we thought it was, and whatever. And this one just feels like, I don't know, we're ending it. And I feel right. like if this were a good version, it could just be this, like, victory lap of a movie. Right. And... Like in like the last part of Endgame, which is like at this point we're just gonna have a lot of fun, right? And I feel like this movie could have done that, but it ended up trying, right? The the the, the, the plot I don't think served that purpose. Well, it's just weird because like the first one we thought was kind of cynical and mean spirited, yeah. And a lot of that, that had to do with like Tim Allen's humor and just the the general way the movie was just felt, yeah. Um, and this movie's kind of off in just like a completely different way where yeah i don't think it's intentionally trying to be creepy no not at all it's trying to be super heartwarming and very kid-friendly yeah but nobody's actually paying attention yes and it just it ends up coming off as very creepy i it's, mean it's, it's two very different ways of going well, about this wrong yeah. it's very much the thing you get when like someone's making a kid's movie and they're like all right we got to get adults to see this movie. How are we going to do that? Oh, well, we're going to have some 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 humor, like silly humor that like is going to go over the heads of kids, and that will get the adults. And like the stuff with um, Jack Frost and and Margaret having sexual chemistry. Like it's just there. There's some stuff like that where it's kind of like, oh, they're they're trying to her make... repeatedly saying Jack Frost yes. nipping at your nose, and oh, and, and, yeah. and his reactions to that is. Maybe one of the creepiest things I've ever watched. Yeah, and like I mentioned, Anne Margaret's her whole her whole brand was sexuality and just being this very alluring person, and that's fine. But again, this is a G-rated movie, yes. and again, she it wasn't like a, there's a, nothing overly like no, not overtly. Oh, and also, I don't need to see any movie where Martin Short just is constantly aroused. Yeah, I don't need that <laughs> <That's accurate>. ever. <laughs> <laughs> No, guys. And it happens in multiple scenes. Constantly around. It's like he's walking around the whole movie just like jittering. Like He practically was. No, guys. Speaking of constantly aroused. um, (laughs) I have have identified that. No, no, no. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. Okay, okay. I have identified. uh, While you guys are having this good conversation about the Santa Claus 3. I have identified that within uh, 250 miles of us. uh, It is currently... Um, 11 p.m. There are, there are still at least four or five showings of cats that have yet to start. <laughs> so, like... I, I drive a Prius. I get great gas mileage. I'm just... Like, theoretically, we could pause this. We could go watch cats, and then we could come back, and then we could review, <laughs> review cats. I'm just... I would just like to put that out there. No, we really could. Oh, beans, we really could, gang. <laughs> oh, beans. Oh, boy. Hey, speaking of beans, so I want to <laughs> take you guys on a little tour. This is a new segment. 
called... Um, <laughs> called We Drive to Go See Cats. <laughs> this is a new uh, segment I like to call... Trivial... Hey guys, this is Here Come the Sequels on the Road. Uh... <laughs> We're going to be reviewing Road Trip and College Road Trip, two movies got... you can find on other websites that are just, very different kinds the, of movies. Just the, you're, you're, the boys, we're, we're, we're on the way, going to go see some cats late at night. Uh, no, this, this is a, a, a new segment called um, uh, Trivial Pursuit. And this is where I look through the trivia section of IMDb and read, <laughs> read you guys something that I found kind of enjoyable. And this is, uh, this is a piece of trivia from this film. Emphasis on kind of. I'm glad it's from this film. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> guys, I want to tell you something crazy about Lackawanna Blues. Now, Jack Frost's discovery of the closet filled with cans of beans is a triple joke. That's oh. that's right. One for this each mo- of us. Th- oh, to be fair, this moment lasts like two seconds. It does. If I remember correctly. Yeah, but there's so well, much... Well, that's why it's trivia, because like it's something only the true fans are going to It's catch. an Easter egg. It's yes. His, exactly. Oh, because the, the creepy bunny. Well... He's always there. Here are the triple. Here's the triple joke. He sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> okay. He hops when you're awake. Okay. I will say, by the way, we didn't mention <laughs> the, the, the fact that Cupid constantly uh, is getting comments about not having any underpants. Yeah, that's the thing in this movie. He's like laying on his side. And, yes. Yeah. And it's... Remember when I said this was? Uh, it wasn't trying to be creepy. <laughs> Maybe I. Maybe I was trying. To be I creepy. think I've made some mistakes along the way. Continue. So here are the triple jokes. One, the closet is quote full of beans, just like Santa is. What? <laughs> At what point <laughs> in the movie does Santa walk around going, "Man, I am so full of beans"? Uh, well, guys, this is a little chilly, it's, and by chilly, I mean packed with beans. That's not like some weird offshoot phrase people have used to describe Santa. Is Thank it? you for segueing into jo- into joke number two. Santa's being quote full of beans from eating so many cans of them is a reference to the common saying that jolly jolly old guy is still full of beans. Wait, wouldn't that mean points one and two were just one point? No, don't you remember that old aphorism? No, that... I'm I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> You're missing the great thing. <laughs> that jolly old guy is still full right. of beans. Parentheses still peppy and lively, just as Santa Claus is in this movie. And joke number three, the full of beans saying perfectly fits with Comet's lively flatulence problem. Now, guys. <laughs> I have a feeling the director actually just liked a bunch of beans, and they had a Disney intern go into the IMDb <laughs> page and make all that up. I just love this idea of like, man, I'm full of beans. I'm taking. Oh I'm taking. We're going to Snopes. We're checking this out. We're we're, we're <laughs> making sure. Uh, if I search "full of beans," I do get the dictionary uh, Google kind of integration here coming up with the fact that. Um, it is an informal phrase for being lively or in high spirits. That's so weird. Is that from like the thirties? I tell you that guy's full of beans. Um, just so you know, like if you wanna, if you wanna. Full of beans. <laughs> <laughs> just in case that wasn't clear. Thanks for bracing us for that. <laughs> Can you say it again? <laughs> full of beans. <laughs> <laughs> Standing oh ovation for God, that's so one. good. <laughs> Holy moly. All right. Trivia two. Now, this is from the section um, under warning spoilers, okay? Oh. Now, we are a, spoiler, a full spoiler podcast, that's so here's a, here's, here's a spoiler, a piece of trivia of a spoiler. If one were to watch all three Santa Claus films, the total runtime would be 298 minutes. 
Here's another spoiler trivia. <laughs> Scott undoes his, undoes his wish by holding a snow globe and saying, I wish I'd never been Santa at all. That's trivia, which is just telling you something that happened in the movie. <laughs> Here's a piece of trivia about Robin Hood. He a fox in this one. <laughs> this time, he's a fox this time. I really, I really like the implication that, like, runtimes are a spoiler. That, like, you, you get into the movie and you're like, man... I don't know what I've signed up for. This could this could go on two minutes. This could be seven hours. I'm just gonna like that's a it's a wide berth. We've watched 298 298 298 minutes of 98 minutes of Santa Claus films. Of Santa Claus films. And we guys, skip, we oh, skipped man. most of the credits. I, we we shaved off a few of those. Oh, that's true. That's if you okay. do like the true fan pilgrimage. <laughs> What if there's a lot of in credit scenes we missed that were really good? Who cares? Like where Lilo and Stitch show up or something. Yeah, where they like they they bring the snow globe to the to Benicio del Toro. Exactly. And, he, <laughs> and he takes it to a gambling planet. Correct. And do, they, do they pull a Toy Story two? They have the Bugs Life character show up and like we're making Bugs Life two. Wait, no, no, that's not what the script <laughs> said. Wait, what? And then Santa Claus just like steps on them or something. Uh, <laughs> well, see, now I'm thinking about a good movie, not a really good movie. Um, yeah, the Santa Claus three. Do they ever? There is. There's nothing in this movie that is called the escape clause, right? No, it, no, is. There, it is. There is. It is. Okay, okay. <laughs> I must have been doing one of my japes. No, no, no. It's very specific because uh, Martin Short, who is our, our clever, um, you know, conniving yes. uh, villain in Jack is he Frost, though? Um, he, he is, is able, he clever as everyone else, just a moron. He is able to wile his way into getting the description of the escape clause from Look, Curtis. He, he's, who, he's now, just Curtis, the biggest mastermind Curtis, since Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Exactly. Curtis is usually just like this this really stone cold. Like he's he's on lockdown. Sex machine. Emo- <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> He's, Curtis doesn't make love, guys. No, 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 because he's emotionless. He's like, I'm here to get the job done. You right, know, I'm right, just, right. I'm take, I'm doing stuff for Santa. That's all. He, you know, he's the Spock of the Santa Claus. He is. Universe. He is. He really is. Um, he's even got the pointy ears. You know, like it's the whole thing. Um, as, as as we all remember in the Santa Claus Four, when he gets down on his knees and he screams Santa, and. <laughs> This is after Santa. This is after Santa. You ever wanted to hear the sound of the three of us going insane? We've hit it, folks. Merry Christmas. This is this is shortly after Santa, of course, steps into the the the, the radioactive chamber to save the uh, Enterprise. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so so Curtis is normally he's very you know he's been established in in the, throughout every piece of lore we have that he's mm-hmm. he's always just you know keeping these secrets he's he's the the keeper of sort of the the uh, the documents and the yeah the rules of Santa um, but but Jack Frost is just so just clever and just like he's able to talk him into giving him the secret of the escape clause yeah so that's when we, we and did, the secret of the use uh, uh, yes uh, Curtis uh, he you know he gives a, a, us a really you know, insightful uh, description of this. He's he even acts out. Um, there's yes. a there's a bit where uh, he is spinning around. Um, it's it's just <laughs> hilarious. He it's, has it's a real. snowball. Guys, he to, has a snowball. To quote, Funny. To quote the song that is sung at the Yule Ball in the fourth Harry Potter film, he was spinning around like a crazy elf. Yeah, I think that was a reference. Dancing no, by himself. And, and, yeah, thank you, thank you, Alex. <laughs> so. Um, now I do want to address because there is another important area that we we see in this that's introduced into the canon mm-hmm. is the 
the the atrium of they call the hall of snow globes it is an atrium it's an atrium it is an apps at best <laughs> how dare they Listen, this is for 99% invisible. Roman Mars would now, not have Now, that. the fascinating thing about this is that each there it, it contains a snow globe, and each one represents the life of a previous Santa. Now, there are hundreds of snow globes in here. That's this true. is the, the, <laughs> the grave of Santas. This is the ultimate sort of monument to yeah. uh, the, all the Santas that have died before fighting the, the good fight. This is, a, this is the Valhalla yes, of, Santa. of Santas. It reminded me of the Care Bears 2. When uh, tell. Dark Heart... <laughs> Captured various Care Bears in crystals, and they were floating around. That might have been the first one. I can't remember. That's the same thing, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's it's so dumb. <laughs> it's such a dumb. I'm receiving I'm receiving word that it is the first one. It is the uh, first one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Our producers have have come in to let us know uh, that. Our producers, my twin. Always keeping us. Critton. One of our other producers. Critton, which is also what my my Xbox name. One of our other producers my is. My username because I'm always Critton, you know. Is continuing to hold up uh, the number one with a different finger for more emphasis <laughs> uh, to let us know which one it is. So there's a bit in this movie. So Lucy, the small child we also enjoyed in the second film, mm-hmm. where she has the great line, soon I'll be seven and I can know stuff. Mm-hmm. She comes back in this scene, 12 years old, acting like she's eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And she does hug Jack Frost and goes, no one ever told him about magic hugs. And that's kind of weird. <laughs> but then Jack Frost starts to like crumble and crack yes. and all that, which would be not great, but acceptable if Martin Short weren't like kind of giggling and smiling. Now, the reason he's giggling and smiling is because his heart is being warmed. It's mm-hmm. an emotional like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not this petty jerk anymore. It comes off different than that. Without, and, again, without intention. Like I really, no. I'm not trying to like, criticize the movie or blame the movie or I should say accuse the movie of being like lurid it's just you know there's a I don't know Sure. Maybe sure. I'm the problem. It's also hey. strange because at the end of that sequence he transforms into a game show host. <laughs> so, That's true. He really I, does. You know I don't. He does look like he's like what's my line or some nonsense. Take that 60s. Um. <sighs> I do wish they had stretched out the, the alternate future portion and just made that the movie. That like in it's a wonderful life kind of situation. Yeah. Like, this is what happened if I weren't saying that. Well, I, I think there should be a, a stretch where where Tim Allen is actually just living his life without Santa. Kind of like it, kind of comparing it to, to Spider Man two where we actually have breathing room where Peter Parker's just like, Oh, I'm just living my life. I'm actually kind of happy now that I, I'm free of this responsibility. Right. If we're gonna do that give it something instead of just he solves the problem in 20 minutes I don't know yeah. what if Spider-Man were Santa I mean they do treat Santa like a superhero in these movies anyway practically so. kind of I don't know I guess I don't know I haven't seen any of that nerd stuff as you guys have <laughs> I only watch cool movies yeah like Top Gun yeah like Top Gun <laughs> and uh, Frozen 2 mm-hmm. which I've seen and Cats and, oh I can't wait I can't wait <laughs> It's not good. No, it's not. Don't don't encourage me. <laughs> it's quite bad, actually. Uh, um, that was like my only nuanced thought on the movie. By the sure. way, I got nothing else. I liked um, Judge Reinhold in this because I actually do like that Judge Reinhold consistently has crazy sweaters, and in this one he lifts it up and it's reversible. That's cute. Like I thought he was kind of a cute fun. The effect of, of him and his wife being frozen. Is oh my god! Absolutely terrifying. They do, and like. They should have had them, like, encased in ice and, like, oh, no. Yeah. 
Because that'd be like kind of shocking. But their like eyes look hollowed out. They look like Michael Myers's. Ugh. Chilling. 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 Exciting. Exciting. Let's kick some ice. Yeah, this uh, needed more ice. Points. It needed more Arnold Schwarzenegger, and is what, you, what it needed. <laughs> Jack Frost does freeze Lucy's parents, stick now, them in a closet, and then make Lucy go into that closet, and then locks her in there. Yes, which is quite horrifying. Yeah, because yeah, and that's at that point I'm like, dude, just freeze her. Like that's kinder. Also, I, I, I once again should not be questioning the logic of this. The fact that Santa is just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to give him another chance. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to let him help operate the factory just to relieve me yeah, of some yeah. of my stress. I feel like just the whole beginning of this plot just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> at the end of <laughs> I can see the thought forming coming. At, at the end of the film yes uh, a baby is the born. Santa Claus 3 the Santa Claus 3 directed by Michael Limbeck uh, sculpt music by George S. Clinton um, the, a baby is born no not that baby a different baby and this baby said some things a lot of people didn't like but you know what I think if you listen to him you'll find out he has some pretty cool things to say that baby's uh, name Jesus. <laughs> yes, that's right. This movie totally retcons Christianity and Christ is born of Santa Claus. Yes, his name is Jesus Claus. No, he, he, he the baby's born and they call the baby Buddy. Yes. After his grandfather. And I think it was supposed to be a reference slash copy of the film Elf. But who's, whose grandfather was that? Alan Arkin. Okay, Alan Arkin's name was Buddy. Okay. Yeah. This is what happens I don't when know I just this I see an actor I recognize in, in a nothing movie, so I'm just like, yeah. oh, I recognize the actor. Yeah. I completely forget the name. Which does lead me to believe that uh, this is, in the grand cinematic Christmas universe, uh, this is actually a 50 years forward alternate timeline yes. uh, of Elf in which Buddy the Elf grows out to actually be. And perhaps maybe through some sort of uh, if we if we reference the magic expressed in polar express perhaps perhaps maybe he eventually forgets about the north pole you um, know we and never... then this is actually it's 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 really quite heartwarming because he is yeah. brought back into the fold without ever realizing that he was once a very important part of it elf ends with him and jovi having a child yes correct we never see scott's parents in the mm-hmm. Santa Claus movies mm-hmm. i think but well this would actually be Elizabeth Mitchell's, Mitchell's parents. Okay. Which still works. That could still this, totally yes, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The buddy, the whole Farrell goes up to be Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. I can, yeah, sure, I'll take that. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Does that mean Ed Asner is the Santa that dies? That's possible. I mean, oh, I don't like that. Well, anyway, the movie ends with a It's three, okay, they probably went through is, like 20 Santas. Yeah, this, is a, this is a universe that really deconstructs what it means to be Christmas. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, yeah. you know, you got, you're going to have to face some tough, uh, right. you know, sort of uh, storytelling choices there because it wants to challenge you. I'd also like to apologize for my retconning Christianity joke. That's not cool. Um, but anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, it was, no, I, I apologize. It wasn't a respectful joke. But I... Um, the movie ends on a freeze frame of this baby's face making a weird expression, yes. and that's what led me to pitch the Santa Claus 4, Sins of the Father, <laughs> where this baby has to grow up in a tone, and it's like a, there's like a desolated wasteland. It's a crossover with Pitch Perfect 4, Acapellips, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where now it's also a Christmas movie. <laughs> because of course it is. Well, they haven't addressed the Christmas songs in the Pitch Perfect series. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, right. just all the Christmas songs. Yep. I really like that idea, actually. <laughs> all right. Alex, call Hollywood. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Paul Hollywood, I mean. Yes. From a great, great, British yes. baking I got it. show. Oh, Buddy Claus. That's actually Adam Devine's character in the Pitch Perfect movies? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We're locking it in. James Cameron's directing. <laughs> um, it was just messaged to me that someone said, do y'all take requests? And I was like, not really. And they said, I want to hear your opinions on the movie Food Fight. <laughs> my grown-up Christmas wish this year is that we watch the movie Food Fight. My grown-up Christmas wish is that we don't. <laughs> you know, Alex... It's okay, they cancel each other out, that way Tyler can vote, we're totally watching it, and Yay! then I go, well, never mind. That's accurate. What, does he sit in his Charlie Sheen voices Dex Dog Detective change your mind? Uh, yeah. no. Okay, well. He was winning, I guess. Remember that? No. Remember that joke? Do you remember the 2000s? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else there's to say. I'll put movie. it to you this way. This is the Please second do. worst trilogy ending movie to happen in 2006. X-Men 3 is the worst. Oh, I thought it was like, <laughs> like look, look Who's Talking Now or something. Sure. Baby <laughs> Geniuses or whatever, Airbud. Okay. Ice Age 4. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm hey, done. there's multiple Ice Age movies. I'm ready for <laughs> grades. I just... I'm, I'm done. Alex is pulling out his phone for a, a new episode, a new segment... Uh, that he likes to call Tweet This, where he reads some of his favorite tweets. <laughs> Alex, take it away. I assume they're all from Chrissy Teigen. Alex considers him and Chrissy Teigen kind of style soul sisters. Oh, this just came in from Chrissy Excuse Teigen. Me? You suck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess she's a huge fan of the Santa Claus 3D escape clause. If Chrissy Teigen tweeted at you, Alex, that would be a huge get. That would actually be awesome. That's assuming I have a Twitter. Because you guys are also, you know, style twins. Well, yeah, your Twitter handle is... Um, oh, I can't see it. I can't wait to hear this. It's it's at CrackSnyder69. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing one of those, like, uh, cool pictures where you're, like, showing off your knuckle tattoos... What does that say again? What does it say across your knuckles? Hello there. H e l l o t h e. Hello, so I, the. I don't know what these guys are doing out there, uh, but um, I'm going to give the Santa Claus three, like I don't know, like a D minus. And um, you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter oh, at HCTSequels. Okay. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, no, you can't find us on YouTube. I lied. They, they, the man took us down. That's right. Um, yeah. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. I'm just searching Here Come the Sequels. It's probably another thing. Just like email some emails and see what happens. I'm I don't know. Just like, into the ether. Put us some addresses in there. It'll probably just come up with something. Confirmation. We are on Spotify now, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is confirmed. Just okay. wish on a flower and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like shout our name into the, the abyss of the sky and you yeah. know, see if something returns to you. Um, Don't worry, be, it'll be a DVD copy of the Santa Claus 3D Escape Clause. <laughs> it might be a DVD copy of the Santa Claus 3D Escape Clause. Um, um, I'm giving this just a D, whatever. Britain? Yeah, I guess flat D. I mean, I really, I don't, uh, guys, uh, really, audience, I do want to apologize. I know this episode is pretty scattershot. We've just been having a really fun night goofing off, and then we just said, like, yeah, turn on the mics, do whatever. I do, I do think that that ha- does speak a little bit about the movie and yes. just how forgettable and sure, nothing yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, it sure does. It also says a lot about our friendships and how close and unforgettable we are. 
as we went insane over the duration of this episode. Well, I would just like to say that I've I, I have, I've been a lot more social this Christmas season than I usually am, and I've seen these couple of yahoos a lot. It's almost like I've been logging on to yahoo.com. Oh, my God. <sighs> you can't find us on Yahoo. I'm sorry. You can't. Yahoo has blocked our search. <laughs> we, we are available through Google and Bing and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Soon we're going to only be available on Bing. And ask, yeah, you're going to have to ask Jeeves where to find us. Um, but uh, but no, it's it's been a lot of fun watching these movies with you boys. And uh, Merry Christmas, audience. I will be back with a new episode and hopefully a little more you know cognizance, which has been fun. In the, you know? in the new year. Yeah. Just, just a little planning. Year. Are we doing some sort of New Year's episode or are we just... Oh, Alex, that's you not know, a good it's thing kind to... Of, it's kind of up in the air. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about like it. like the movie. We'll, it'll be a surprise Because as all. everybody who has actually been trying to track this, I don't know why you would, would, should know, the next thing we are supposed to be doing is the remaining James Bond films. However, these two best buddies of there mine... Is Alex is rubbing my shoulder they want to feel... They want to put that I don't off. Know how I feel. They want to put that off as New, long as possible. <laughs> well, you know, the Christmas season, it's about rebirth. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> now, guys, in 1942,